Welcome to Brand Lover, honest, real, and lively conversations for flourishing entrepreneurs and budding business owners on a mission to cultivate a heartfelt brand that connects with their purpose-driven mission. My hope is that you walk away feeling inspired and refreshed with a weekly takeaway in your back pocket that you can apply to your life or business. Welcome to the Brand Lover Podcast. I'm so excited to introduce you to my very, 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 very special guest today. Um, Not only is she um, a very good friend of mine, an awesome, incredible, incredibly supportive business bestie, um, she is also a client and we are actually at the moment finalising all of her beautiful brand toolkit. Um, So I'd love to introduce you to Maggie. Um, I'm not going to even pronounce her surname, Maggie from Adelaide Bakes, and now from the baking business school. I wish I could do a drum roll. (laughs) Welcome, Maggie. Thank you so much, Rach. I'm so excited to be here. Can you pronounce your surname for me? I've never heard it. It's Mahovsky. Mahovsky. See, I would never, ever. Say the the really quickly. Mahovsky. Mahovsky. That's it. You got it. Okay. Thank you. I should have asked you before we started recording. Don't be silly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Lovely. Can you please tell our listeners all about you and what you do and how you help people? Yeah, sure. Of course. So I run Adelaide Bakes. I started Adelaide Bakes in February of 2016 and I started it with the sole purpose of um, teaching people, teaching bakers like really efficient tips and skills on how to get um, really great results from their baked goods, how to achieve professional looking cakes and cupcakes and muffins and macarons and things like that. Um, And also how to get more confidence in the kitchen. And then as Adelaide Bakes has grown over the last six years, I've also started mentoring baking business owners because I see lots of baking business owners making the same sort of, um, not going to say mistakes, but getting caught up in the same sort of places. Um, And because I've been, I've actually been in business for 15 years and I've made a big transition from making products to being online, to teaching, um, wholesaling and seeing a whole lot of things in between. Um, I just wanted to help baking business owners also see more opportunities in their business so that they can build a business on their own terms and a baking business that they love. And so this year I launched the Baking Business School and that's what that's all about. Well, how did you know that it was the right timing for that? Oh, great question. Mentoring. Yeah, I've been, I had to go through a lot of growth myself. So I have been mentoring baking business owners on and off for the last three years. And each time I jumped into a mentoring stage, either a group program or one-to-one or even a um, a smaller membership that I ran for a shorter period of time, I always hit points in my own journey where I knew I needed to grow a little bit more. And so Um, even though I was able to help baking business owners at that stage with the things that I'd been through myself, I had to do a lot of, um, I'm going to say like internal reflection on, uh, you know, things like values, the mission, the vision, um, what I've actually created for myself and what my strong points are with the mentoring and also who I'm actually for, who I can mentor and who I'm not for. And then once I became really clear on that, I knew that this is the right time. Um, and so that's why, like with the Baking Business School, it feel, I feel such a strong connection to it because I know that the time is right and I've gone through the growth stages I needed to go through to get there and to be able to support other bakers in the best way. 
Amazing. So, I mean, we've sort of just landed right now where you're at, you know, and it's incredibly inspiring. And for someone who's only just met you right now, they'll be going, oh my goodness, like, look at this incredible woman. Like, how did she do this? So take us, let's rewind a little bit first, because there's some other things I'd love to get into on this particular topic. But um, how did your journey start in entrepreneurship? you know, life? And then yeah. how did it sort of evolve um, into, I don't know, how many members have you got in your Adelaide Bakes membership? But in Adelaide Bakes, there are just over 700 members. And 700 then members. in the Baking Business School, about 55. At the moment. So, See that, so, you know, like to somebody listening who may be just starting their membership, that's just, you know, like it's overwhelming and yeah. <laughs> incredibly inspiring. So let's take it back because I'd really love to just share the real life um, yeah. you know stepping stones that take that it takes to get to somewhere like that yeah absolutely and I love talking about this because I find not many people do yeah. and it's easy to see someone you know 15 years in business or with um, a lot of experience behind them making things look really easy and it's not that way yeah. so I actually started in business when I was 21 and I was two topics away from completing um, a degree as a registered nurse and I threw that all away. I'm actually a uni dropout. <laughs> Gosh. And I um, started my first baking or my first catering business. Um, and I went all in at that time. I had no business knowledge, no business experience, nothing. I just had that passion for food and the um, hospitality industry. And I knew that I wanted to help people make their events amazing. But being 21, <laughs> um, I also, I think I had a bit more um, guts, yeah. <laughs> is the word to say. Uh, I think I just had that, you know, like attitude of, um, I just need to do whatever it takes to make this work. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I just gave it everything because there came a point in time where things weren't working. You know, there was no business coming in. I had um, a large loan that was taken out to start the business. I had overheads for rent and things like that that I'd purchased and that I um, needed to, you know needed income for and the money wasn't coming in there were no sales there was no orders and I needed to take a moment with myself and say Maggie you didn't come this far to only come this far mm. um, you know you didn't give up uni you didn't quit working your other jobs you didn't uh, throw everything away to throw this away as well and I had to take that moment and go well it's either sink or sink because you need you know you need that income and I had to make that decision there to go, now I'm all in. And then when I was all in on my um, catering business, and like I said, I was really young, 21, mm -hmm. um, I just knew that I would do whatever it took to make it work. So that's when I started putting myself out there more. Um, it's almost like you have to let go of that fear that's holding you back and go, well, I'm just going to do whatever it takes because no one would do it for me. Uh, so I did that and I pushed through and very quickly the business grew. So I was really, it was like the, the reward came in, the payoff, and then we grew quite big, quite fast. So I ended up with two or four actually government catering contracts, two commercial kitchens, a team of 12 staff. Wow. <laughs> I was 25 at that time. Wow. Um, I had a business partner at the time as well. And um, we just, the, the work was just overflowing. But at that time, I didn't really have a vision for the business. I didn't know where it was going to go. Uh, I was just working all the time. So it was unsustainable business growth. Yeah. And um, by the time I was about 28, I burnt out and I just shut it all down. <laughs> wow. I gave away all of my contracts. I sold my kitchen. Uh, I took about a year off where I did absolutely nothing just to regain some of that energy and ask myself the questions like, what do I actually want to be doing? Um, 
And there was a time, you know, between the catering business and then starting Adelaide Bakes, there was a time where I wasn't really committed, fully committed to being in business. Uh, I had one foot out the door. And so I would do things like go back to uni. I would, you know, I went back to uni four times. And started <laughs> <laughs> I, um, you know, I went and found work, paid employment, um, other, uh, other places. And every time I went back to find employment or I went back to uni, even though for a period of time it felt like, yeah, you know, business is hard and I don't really want to go back to that. I didn't feel right there either. And I, I just kept being drawn back to business, being back, drawn back to the hospitality industry, being drawn back to, you know, working for myself and making it work and also challenging myself. You have to want to do that. Mm. And so when I started Adelaide Bakes, I just made that commitment. I was like, I am all in. I committed to the business first. And I just said, I will do whatever it takes to make this business grow. And then it's almost like the drive was greater than the fear. Mm. And uh, I've just done whatever I needed to do. To, and, and I just love what I do as well. You know, mm. I think that the passion and the drive has to be there before the business growth comes. Because if yeah. the passion to do it isn't there or the drive to do it, then we're not going to do the things that we need to do to grow our businesses. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think that you're right. Like you, the drive has got what you said then. The, just um, the drive was bigger than the fear. Yeah. So yeah. often you see businesses fail because people just succumb to all the fears. Like, yeah. what, you know, what if it doesn't work? What if nobody buys? What if, you know, what if this is it? Like they, you know, they have some success and then it's like we're even fear success. What if this is it? What if I don't get any more than this? Like so many things. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think having that one thing, um, not even your why, but just that mission that keeps you going is super important. And you touched on um, your passion, which is something that, you know, from the moment I met you, was just, <laughs> like it's just oozes out of you. And I, it's something I really admire Thank you. in you. Um, where does that stem from do you think and how like how have you been infusing that into your brand since inception yeah I love this question Rach because um you have to the thing that I know to be true is that you have to love what you do you have to love it if you don't love it and you don't want like nothing can make you do something you don't want to do and so when like here in Adelaide Bakes because I've burnt out before I won't let myself burn out again mm -hmm. I know what burnout looks like and I know how I got there so I know what not to do but also um, as I'm growing Adelaide Bakes and as I've grown Adelaide Bakes over time I've always gone back to is it fun how can I make it fun because if it's not fun for me my customers aren't having fun either and then if it's not fun for me I don't want to do it um, and so yeah every time I'm holding a class or at the end of a class or at the end of a um, specific you know project I've tried something new or I've launched a new program I do a lot of reflection mm -hmm. and I was like how can I make it amazing how can I just make it so that people love it um, how can I just give generously like my own personal values like generosity kindness um, honesty integrity and fun and so I just want always want when somebody works with me I don't want to add to their mental load I want to help take away from it so that they can sort of just know that they're taken care of as well. So, yeah, and that just drives me. That My values drive me. <laughs> yeah, and I think that, um, like, having that personal alignment with your brand, yeah. you know, it just, it makes it so natural. 
yeah and it's not forced and it's not like it's authentic like genuinely authentic not like Instagram authentic like (laughs) and that's you know and I think that speaks volumes about the type like the caliber of person that you attract as well um so it's yeah so if anyone's listening and they want to like a real life example of one of yeah just in how that works in how like you know you know infusing a like a genuine personal brand with the business brand Maggie is an excellent example um so recently like we touched on it earlier but you made like this huge shift in your brand like you were you've been mulling I little benoms to me you've been mulling this over for ages <laughs> um so basically you've added an entire sister brand to your existing brand Adelaide Bakes um and what I'd love to know is what you know given that you I know that you've done everything on your own prior to this and you are like such a go-getter like you just you're like just the coolest solopreneur I've ever met. Um, you know, what made you want to invest so heavily in your brand, um, you know, despite the fact that you, you'd done it all on your own previously? Yeah, so uh, like I said earlier, you know, you need to make a commitment. When you decide to go into business, you need to make a commitment to that business first before the business gives you any type of return. And because with Adelaide Bakes, I call it trying on shoes, you know, I I do lots of different things that totally light me up. And I put different offers out there, I teach in different ways, I offer different ways to work with me, I've, um, I've made products before, I've held hands on classes, I run online classes, I've mentored business owners, and all of these things, you know, it's like trying on a pair of shoes, does this fit, how does it fit, does it feel good, does it look good, yeah. I and love then, that analogy. You can take a pair of shoes off at any time, you know, yeah. when it's rubbing and giving you blisters. <laughs> with the baking business school and with mentoring baking business owners I literally just keep coming back to it it's like something that I'm really drawn to my mission for a couple of years now has been how can I make a bigger impact in my industry because I've been in the food industry for so long and I've seen so much all I want to do is make an impact and so I knew that with mentoring business owners and the baking business school I needed to make that commitment to it first and so I'm, like, I'm going all in and all in to me looks like branding, a professional image, that look, um, that feel when somebody, um, you know, sees the baking business school, I want them to know that they're fully supported and I'm there for them. It's not going yeah. anywhere. Yeah. yeah. So how has um, having that professional image and all of the work that we did prior to having the professional image, how did that affect your confidence when it came to launching? You only did a few weeks ago. So much, so much. Because, again, this is something a lot of people don't talk about. Before we launched the Baking Business School, I actually went through about six months feeling like really deep imposter syndrome. Mm. Even though I've been in business for so long and the business has been successful and I've been able to grow and all of these things, and I've had all of these experiences under my belt, I still went through about six months where I thought, who am I to be doing this, you know? Um, And it was really hard to get out of. But... The one thing, I have to say, the one thing that made me feel super confident about launching the Baking Business School was your beautiful branding. Like, it just, it cemented the, it cemented the message that I was trying to bring, the feeling that I want when people work with me, um, like, just 
and everything, the colors and working with you like from the ground up, going around, what is the vision? What is your mission? What are the values? You know, how can we infuse these through? And the logo was like one of the last things. Yeah. It's talking about, you know, who is this for? And it just gives you that real clarity on what you're actually creating. And I think that whole process gave me so much clarity and then helped to draw me out of that, that slump that I was in. Amazing. So it was, yeah, it was exactly what I needed. Yeah, how wonderful. And even just on that topic of imposter syndrome, I think, you know, everybody experiences it. And I don't know about you, but it's like every like barrier that you're about to smash through just brings a whole new type of imposter syndrome. Like the more success you have, the more like the bigger the battle gets. Yeah. (laughs) 100 fun. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to throw that out there because I don't know it's just nice to know that we're all the same we're all human after all and it's how you you know navigate through those challenges that you know yeah to achieve the results on the other side and you're such a you know and again another amazing example of that um so the next thing I'd love to know is um, cause I know like you've expressed to me how much you appreciated that initial process, but I'm wondering what your perception of the branding process was before we worked together. <laughs> Good one. I had no idea. <laughs> so you didn't even know what you were getting yourself into. I had no idea what it included. I had no idea what to expect. And I had, I actually think it worked in my benefit because I didn't mm. go there thinking like I already knew. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's your zone of genius, right? It's not mine. I bake. <laughs> yeah. And I was really happy to hand over those reins and just give you the permission to do what you do best um, because that's your zone of genius. Mm. So who am I to sort of try to, you know, tell you what to do? It's not, it's not my job. <laughs> it's, you know, it's not on me. Yeah. yeah, so I'm yeah. really happy to hand that over and to just trust the process. Yeah, well, I'm grateful for that. But it's certainly like even from my perspective on that, um, I don't ever see it as I'm like um, taking over your, you know, oh, your business no. or anything, you know, <laughs> like I sort of, I see it as an extraction process. That's what I was just about that's to say. All I'm doing is get it out of me. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, and I, to be honest, um, the way that it happens for me is that I'm just putting a puzzle together yeah. and the answer's there, like it's already a solution. It's just I have to find it. Yeah. Um, so it's not ever something like, oh, we're just like grabbing a concept from up here and grabbing something from over here and going, oh, which one do you like? Yeah, no, um, it's, it's never like there is actually a solution to this problem. It's just asking the right questions to get us there. And sometimes um, the questions are different for everyone and, and sort of just like uncovering different sticking points and things. As we sort of, we, we started going down a path for you and then we realised it wasn't right. So it was a fair bit of that as well, like a little bit of, um, you know, it's a collaborative process. So yeah so thank you (laughs) I loved it I loved the whole thing Um, all right so what was um what was your biggest like realization or moment of clarity during that during that time um or you know something that you know big shining light bulb came up for you I just think back to our conversation when we the first time we met to go over the um 
the um what do you call it the clarity guide clarity guide yeah <laughs> clarity guide and and you just said to me Maggie but you know this isn't about you you know it's not about you it's about your customer and it's about what they want and it's about you know who are they looking for um and and I think that was like even though I've always known that you know you know you always yeah. know it but until someone says it back to you it's like yeah <laughs> it's yeah you give and then you need to hear back yeah. like oh, that's right who is this person and then realizing that your brand it's it's part of you and it's not and there's there yeah. has to be a little bit of disconnect because your your services are for a particular person and that they're looking for something in particular and you know who is that person and how how they're going to be attracted to you mm. or, or to your branding or to that message that you're you know your unique message and that's what it comes it just comes through you almost but it's not mm. actually you mm. but that was just like such a light bulb moment <laughs> of course <That's> deep <laughs> but it's almost like you have to you have to put yourself in their shoes yeah you have to meet them where they're at yeah. because if you're presenting like light years ahead of where they are yeah. or you're trying to be you know too clever yeah. it's just going to go straight over their head that's and right. I think gonna miss them. yeah and yeah. that's something that I think is really important is to be clear with yeah. everything you're doing like if everything like it stems from your brand but um yeah in all of your messaging which you know is yeah so important to not try to get I don't know people just I think get a little fancy sometimes and it's unnecessary but anyway yeah absolutely absolutely yeah it's it's yeah anyway okay so what I'd love to know is I feel like we're on the same page there and it's just yeah like, yeah we're nodding together so what's um what's your biggest lesson in business so far I know you mentioned a few things over the time we've been chatting what's yeah. the one? um the biggest one is oh this is a really good question and I've been mulling over a few things but I think the biggest one is you need to commit to your business first mm. before you can, you know, when I, every time I went back to uni or every time I um, went and found work or was looking on seek for jobs, yeah. <laughs> what do I qualify for? You know, um, I realized that my business wasn't going to go or move forwards or grow, or it wasn't going to get out there until I said, no, I'm actually invested in my business. And then when you make that commitment to your business and to showing up for your business, because no one's going to do it for us, unfortunately, you know? yeah. we have to do it for the business. So we have to show up in the way that, you know, depending on the outcomes that we want, we have to show up in a way that's going to help deliver those outcomes. Um, just making that commitment first, that I'm going to do this. It was one of the biggest realizations in business for me. Um, you need to commit first. Like if you have one foot out the door, put both in. And then also, what do I have to do to make it fun? Because mm. if you're not having fun in your business, trust me, your customers aren't either. You know? <laughs> they, yeah. We're yeah. Just, yeah. We're just Enthusiasm like is contagious. Yeah. We're just magnets. And yeah. so that, that reflective process for me all the time, um, because I don't want to add to someone's mental load. I want to take away from it. And so I'll always ask myself, like, how can I make it fun? How can I make it amazing for them? How can I make it somewhere that they want to be? Um, and just realizing that it stems from me, that energy stems from me is a really big realization as well. And then the more and the more fun you're having, the more you're going to love what you do, really. And then it's just like a circle. <laughs> yeah, 
Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, I totally 100% get that. And um, I think, um, you know, as mums, you and I chat every, you know, every so often, including just before we started recording, yes. you know, we'll joke about saying, oh, we just don't even have time to run a business. Right? Like, what are we doing? Like, what, what do we think that we're doing? Um, and, it, you know, it could be so easy to give up. Yeah. When you're a mom and you're running a household and, you know, managing children and Maggie and I are now find ourselves in the season of extracurricular activities yes. and sporting things and weekend things. And <laughs> it's like, it's legitimately insane. And, I, and it could be so easy to give up, yeah. but you're right. It's that commitment and it's having that connection to what you do and that, that mission that keeps us going yeah. um, that I can't even imagine you know we joke about it I can't imagine not having my business like it's just yes yeah yeah. and you're right it has to light you up otherwise it's just too easy to give up and that really is that's the difference and also honoring the seasons you know we've spoken about this this week but it also made me reflect back to there was a time you know there's tests that are going to happen in business all the time and I'd made a big commitment in my business and I took on a studio early 2017 at, or like mid 2017 and I paid you know I started preparing for it I signed a five-year commercial lease and then the next month I fell pregnant you know? <laughs> so, oh. and so, you know the opportunity to quit business will come up because I had to yeah. make a decision then it's like you know I've just signed a five-year commercial lease I've started to fit out a commercial kitchen um, my landlord was actually really good. And when he found out I was pregnant, he said, you know, do I need to look for another tenant? So the opportunity to quit will come up mm. in many different ways and many different forms. And we'll have to ask ourselves, you know, is this time to quit or do I have more in me? <laughs> that sort of thing. Uh, is this my time to leave or do I, am I going to do what it takes to keep going? And so it forced me to make that decision and then realizing, you know, when I had my daughter and I still had rent to pay, okay, well, how can I make it work? Mm. How can I make sure that I, you know, still have time with my newborn daughter and then I have time to recover um, post giving birth? But how can I still pay rent without being behind? How can I still make sure I maintain my studio so that when I am ready to go back to full, not full time, I'm still not working full time, but mm. you know, more, um, more hours that it's still there for me and I don't need to start again. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, those seasons come and we just need to know that it's not forever. It's just for now and work through it. And then there'll be time for more. There'll be time for less. And it it can be flexible. We can make it work. Just got massive goosebumps when you said all of that because it's so true. So true. I think that's probably the biggest gift in business is that we do get to, we get to choose what it looks like. It doesn't have to look a certain way for everybody. Yeah. And, and just it, because just because it, it looks a certain way now doesn't mean it's like that forever. Yeah. 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 Oh, <laughs> I love it. And I love that this is how we're finishing off because I think that's such a beautiful thought. Um, and yeah, and I believe probably a message for somebody who's listening right now. Yeah, um, I hope so. Yeah, I know yeah. it can derail a lot of people when those challenges arise and they make, sometimes people make it mean, oh, that must mean I don't, I shouldn't be doing this. But it's not that way, you know. It's like, well, how can I, how can I still make it work? Or yeah. do you know? Even asking yourself, do I still want to make this work? And if the answer is yes, how can I? Yeah, yeah. And then we have so much more choice than what anyone ever believes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, what's next for you? Oh, growing the baking I mean, business. Yeah. yeah, I want. I would really love to over the next year or two. 
I want the baking business school to be like the go-to for um, bakers in business because when we start baking and we start in business, it's not because we really want to be running a business. It's mainly because we love the baking Mm. And, uh, and then we have to learn to love the business side of things as well and because I love both I would really love to yeah grow that and help more bakers in their businesses yeah definitely much needed and I think yeah. that 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 applies for any creative yeah. service yeah um, you know like we start because we have a passion for some particular thing and we love doing it and then and then you have to learn all this business stuff. So <laughs> thank God for you, Maggie. You're going to save a lot of businesses. I hope so. And even just to be in that space with someone who has been there and done it, you know. Yeah, yeah 100%. So I've got some fun rapid fire questions now. Oh, let's do it. Um, so I'm going to ask you what your favourite is and I'm going to say a word and it's the first thing that pops in. Okay. Your <laughs> you ready? Yes. Okay. What's your favourite time of day? Oh, good question. Probably school pickup. <laughs> oh, yes, me too. I love it. I love it too. Those squishy hugs and they're yeah. so excited. Yeah. So oh, um, okay, exercise. Mm, walking. I could walk all the time. Yeah. Habit? Um, <laughs> habit. Oh, do you know what? I This is going to sound really funny, but my favourite habit is actually uh, sitting down and doing mind maps. And I literally do them every week. Every <laughs> I just sit down and like, get all my thoughts out of my head and onto paper. And I just like everything, everything. Ideas. <laughs> with ideas. You're just like the ideal business coach. Um, okay, way to relax. Um, oh... A day out with the family, like where there is no technology, just like we'll go to Mount Crawford Forest, we'll have a fire, the kids toasting marshmallows, and that just fills my cup 100%. Beautiful. Yeah. All right, last one. What's your favourite thing about your business? Oh, everything. <laughs> Can I say everything? Yeah. Yeah, I just love it. And honestly, the more fun I have in the business and the more I ask, you know, what does somebody need from me? And that I can feel like I'm delivering value and honestly, like deliver value. It just lights me up because, mm -hmm. you know, I, I know what it's like to work with people who are maybe just add to your mental load sometimes. <laughs> and I don't want to be that person. So yeah. I'm always just, yeah, asking myself, you know, how can I just make it amazing? Yes. Yeah. Maggie, you're such a beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me today. Welcome. Sharing your generous spirit. It's so lovely. Such an honour to know you. Thank you. And it's, <laughs> it's so fun. Like, I feel so lucky to, I feel so lucky to know you, um, Rach. And yeah, just feel so lucky that we're able to do what we do. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. So where can our listeners um, come and find you? Um, Adelaide Bakes on Facebook and Instagram and on the website it's adelaidebakes.com.au Fabulous, so go and check Maggie out um, you're going to fall in love with her just as I have done um, thanks. thanks so much Maggie Thanks so much Rach, I love this Thank you so much for listening If you loved this week's episode of Brand Lover take a screenshot of wherever you're listening and share your biggest takeaway on Instagram or Facebook and don't forget to tag me I'd love to give you a shout out and thank you personally. 
Also feel free to subscribe and leave a review to help the Brand Lover podcast reach more hard-aligned entrepreneurs just like yourself. Thanks again and I'll see you next week.